Hello and welcome to Home Owner Resource, a podcast for homeowners. Dave Smythe has been working in and on homes his entire life. He is the owner of DS Plumbing, a well-respected home service business that has been serving the Ottawa community since 2004. He has been certified as a home inspector, gas technician, master plumber, and was a speaker at a CAPI national conference. Please welcome Dave Smythe. All right, good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Homeowner Resource. Um, this is Dave from DS Plumbing here. I have with me a special guest, uh, Ybel Martinez, and he is a Mason. And so Ybel is going to um, answer some questions uh, today, and uh, with any luck, we'll be able to help out and hopefully spy if there's any uh, major um, areas of concern that, that are in your house or that you might want to keep your eyes on to uh, keep your house in top, tip-top shape. So uh, thank you for, for joining me, Ybel. Uh, Ybel has uh, 15 years of experience as a mason, and he's currently working in a restoration and waterproofing firm uh, out of Massachusetts. So this is one of our North American friends. And um, again, thanks very much for coming on here uh, in Massachusetts. Uh, the weather there is going to be very similar to our local area up in Ottawa. Not too, too much difference, maybe a, a little bit warmer, but um, not a whole heck of a lot. So uh, getting into our conversation here, you Bill, thank you. And um, so what we're looking for from a, a masonry standpoint is obviously uh, in homes, there's, there's a lot of brickwork, stonework and all that that can go on, um, you know, from outside, even, even to inside, there's a lot of decorative stuff there. But uh, are there a lot of uh, masonry parts, say, inside a house that anybody should really have concern from, from any... Uh, any damage perspective or any anything that if they see they'd want to have some urgency on getting fixed up in particular if they happen to live uh further south you know if there's any cracks in their uh some houses are built on silver block but around our area they use a lot of wood so 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 interior wise there wouldn't be anything significant that that i can think of just the exterior if there is you know if you have a brick house and there's a, a huge crack going down the middle of the wall um then that could be cause for alarm it, it could be due to the shifting of the house unexpectedly oh you know a, a brick house shouldn't really do that you know unless uh the, the house is shifting so it could be a tall tale sign of the house shifting way too rapidly for the uh you know and the brick can no longer handle the stress okay all right so in in those circumstances there um this would be i'm presuming you have basements where you are as well right so this is yes portion of the house yeah okay just just need to clarify yeah um, okay so if people are seeing the, these uh, shifts going on um is this going to be a straight line crack coming up is it going to be a, a jog or can they be kind of all over yeah uh, it'll be like uh almost like a lightning bulb uh, bolt, you know, but going in the same direction, you know, that, uh, that kind of tells you which way uh, the uh, crack is splitting. All right. Now, uh, uh, from your perspective of being a Mason coming in and looking at that, um, would there be anything that, that you yourself could do or would, you know, because if you're saying the house is shifting, is this something they need to get a, an engineer or an architect or someone into to look at first? I guess it would depend on how big the crack is and how quick it happened. 
I mean, if it happens over, say, a five-year period, five, ten-year period or, or so forth, that would just be a significant, sorry, a, uh, a typical shifting of the house, you know, like the house settling down. But if it happens, you know, within a couple of days, then, then that will definitely uh, warrant the call to an engineer. Okay. Yeah, I, I would imagine if that happened in a couple of days, that'd be pretty scary. I, I guess that'd be like an earthquake type scenario, right? Maybe. Yeah, or, or quakes or uh, sinkholes, you know, oh, sinkholes, okay. you know, because they'll take the, the dirt right from under the uh, foundation, you know. Okay. Have you actually uh, come across any of those uh, situations yourself? Luckily not. No, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that's good. That's good. Um, okay. Now, um, so that's looking at, at a crack from the inside of someone's house. Uh, would there be items like that that you'd be able to spot from the outside? You know, if you're just walking around the, the, the property. Uh, and again, we're looking probably, I guess, at a foundation level at, at this point. Yeah, it'd be, yeah it'd be mostly foundation work, you know, like you might see it in, in the foundation. Um, but very rarely does that ever happen on the actual foundation on the outside. You know, it shouldn't happen if they use the proper uh, cement when they poured it and, you know, rebar to reinforce it. Okay. All right. Um, and so if we're staying on the outside of a property here uh, and we're looking at, uh, I mean, we've seen a lot of decorative stones these days, but a lot of the older houses have, uh, have brickwork um, that might be structural or might still be surface mounted. But, uh, you know, what would you be looking out for from, the outside of a house if, if you were looking for um, just making sure that it's in general good shape or things to look out for that, that might be signs of there, there's an issue going on or something that would need to get looked at. Depending on the age of the house, older, older brick buildings, older houses that are made out of brick, the uh, mortar joints will eventually, uh, you know, fall, fall off because of the age. So they'll start to deteriorate. Uh, so that's something that, you know, if the joints, if, if you can see inside the wall through the brick, you know, where the joints are, where the brick meets an, another brick, uh, you should definitely call somebody to have that uh, repointed. Okay, so so that's the gap between the bricks. Now, um, so if, if I was to see a gap in between the brick, I mean, what, what could possibly um, happen in that case. I mean, from my perspective, I would say that that rain could get in there. I mean, obviously in our area, we, we have a bit of snow too, but um, you possibly even have uh, bugs and insects and stuff getting in there, right? Is oh, oh yes, you uh, you know you definitely get some uh, you know bees. Bees like to uh, go behind the walls, and uh, believe it or not, mice can climb up walls, and, okay. you know, especially like yeah, because I seen it. I just seen it happen the other day. There was uh, uh, there was a mouse right around me when I was on a job site. And the mouse climbed up, up the uh, uh, block wall. And I'm like, I couldn't believe that, you know, I've never seen a mice climb like that. And it was just up there. And I took apart, you know, later on some of that masonry because I had to uh, repair it because it was falling off. And they had built nests inside the uh, cells of the block. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so definitely, you, you know, you don't want any cracks in your masonry, you know, especially if you can see through them. You know, bugs can get in there, termites, bees. Okay, now um, a little bit I have seen is um, between the top of a, a foundation wall. Um, so, I mean, for, for us in our area, that's kind of like a foot above ground level, maybe, um, unless you've got like a slope, in which case it might be a little bit higher. But 
um, between the, the top of the foundation and, and say if you've got brickwork running up the, the second story of a house or the ground floor and, and going up, yeah. there are um, little vertical slots that I see in, in a lot of houses that, that have those little gaps in there. Now, my understanding is those are gaps you're supposed to have in between the bricks, right? To, I, I believe it's for moisture, is that? No, those are in case, so with the foundation, um, you know, with the brick meet the foundation, they, they call it a brick shelf. So that's where the uh, brick sit on top of. They, uh, they put flashing. They're supposed to put, you know, like new, newer construction, they put flashing and they put these little uh, like screens, they call weepers. Okay. They're typically every uh, 24 inches, they'll put a weeper on the bottom of those courses in case any water does get back there. It's supposed to run off the uh, weepers. That's, uh, you know, that's, you know, that's normal. That's, that's engineered like that. Okay, so in, in those cases, if people were looking around the house and they saw those gaps along the, the little bottom section of, of their wall, that's normal, and they don't yes. need to worry about those. But it's right. like if you start seeing cracks or gaps or something elsewhere in your wall or further up, right? Yeah, like you know, anything say higher than your uh, than your waistline. Like if you see any cracks, you know, those holes, and they're not consistent. You know, they're just randomly. Then uh, yeah, then that's you know somewhere that you want to get fixed. Okay. But, but uh, you know, usually they put the weepers between your feet and, you know, maybe your, you know, your waistline, you know, like, I don't know, even, even, even less, maybe up to two feet high off, off the ground, off the bottom course of the brick. Okay. No, that, well, that's good to know, right? Um, yes. So what other weak spots, I guess, would, would uh, someone potentially encounter as a home? I, I would imagine you're going to have uh, potentially sills and things around doorways and windows and stuff. Would there be anything in those areas that if you've got uh, stonework or bricks, you'd need to kind of keep an eye out for? Most, most stone and brick is, is, is just like the fat cave, you know, just for decorative purposes. Uh, you know, unless you live down South Florida, Texas, where they actually use block on the interior, you know, that's what's holding up the, uh, you know, like, the ceiling and you know subsequent floors um it's usually just used as a facade there's no actual support uh going on them you know maybe at the roof line on, on a brick house that will be having some support okay uh, but um that's the only other thing that i can you know uh, think of it's, it's usually and usually over the windows or or over any door frames they'll put an angle iron something that carries over the weight of the brick on top of that window or door. Okay. All right. So, so if we see any fancy, uh, like arch type windows, they're, they're, they're still going to be supported and it's not like their structural brickwork or anything typically in those for uh, a residential application. Right. I mean, right. Yeah. Okay. No, that's, that's good to know. Um, so I guess any, any kind of thing around windows, uh, would come into the gaps, cracks or something like that in the, in the mortar joints for the most part, right. That, if yes. people saw those, they'd want to seal them. Yeah. Oh, yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, all right. So, I, I mean, I guess that's probably, from my perspective, it from a structural um, standpoint. What about from a more decorative thing? Is there any um, items that might be kind of weird that you'd want to watch out for from a, a homeowner perspective? I mean, I'm looking at the, the brickwork from a home in general as going... Um, 
uh, for me, there'd be fireplaces and, and the chimneys that would go with those for the house. Or, I mean, outside you've got paths and, uh, and driveways and those sort of things that have a lot of um, stonework potentially in them. Uh, to me, they'd mostly be decorative. But there, would there be anything that you'd really want to keep an eye out for to say, oh, hey, there's there's potentially a big problem going on here or, or not? Uh, for safety reasons, obviously, if you have uh, brick steps or cement steps, and you know they start in the crack or the steps are separating from the actual landing going into your doorway you you definitely want to get that uh fixed okay you know, so, it, so you're yeah yeah, because, yeah yeah sorry yeah because i see that a lot you know where uh they'll they'll make a landing made out of brick and then the steps will be out of brick and eventually water gets back there over time, it freezes and then it, it it pops, you know, like the breakout and it, it can become a safety hazard. Okay. All right. So, so basically, you know, make sure you're having a, a good look around the, the steps and, and the walkways and that kind of thing, just to make sure that it's solid and not loose, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, for, for fixing those, are those typically like big jobs or, or does it depend on kind of what state they're in? It depends what kind of state they're in. I actually just looked at a house uh, not too long ago, and this guy's walkway was maybe 100 feet long, made out of cement, and, and he had a crack. There was a huge crack right at the steps, and the steps were separating. This house was maybe 15, 20 years old, okay. and, the, and the landing was made out of brick. So, and what a lot of home users do, uh, if you do have a brick walkway or cement walkway or a cement, you know, anything that has to do with masonry for a landing or a walkway or steps, you, you want to make sure you use a safe uh, salting, uh, you know, for the winter time. Okay. Yeah, because the salt will eat the cement or masonry really quick. And that's what this homeowner used was regular salt. And, and it totally destroyed his, uh, so now you're looking at, you know, three to four grand you know just to get that fixed okay all right so that's actually a great thing to know is is the the type of salt or not salt um so are there any specific brand name products people should be looking at for that or or is it just make sure that it's it's actually safe for concrete and yes yeah yeah just make sure that it's safe for uh, concrete and, and masonry okay all right so as far as like the, the steps and landings go um that that would pretty well someone would want to get in a professional to kind of have a look at that because it's, it's involved with your own safety, right? You don't want to take a chance of just haphazardly gluing back or, or trying to stick some stuff together for some steps, right? Oh, uh, yes. No, and it's fine because this whole morning wanted me to stick that strap underneath the uh, 100 foot long walkway and lift it up so I can put some dirt underneath. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, it, it doesn't work like that. You know, like you can't just lift up 100, you know, that, that thing must, you know, work, you know, about a thousand pounds or so. Oh yeah. yeah, that if you lift it up, it's going to crack even more. <laughs> well, you know, I'm sure you can yeah. really try. You know, get right. Some yeah, you can try. It, there. Right. It, just, it just becomes crazy at that point. But yeah, it's um, yeah, it's one of those uh, subsidence type issues, right? When you start getting the the ground settling and what have you underneath. Well, he was a computer engineer too, so I think he's trying to use his computer engineering skills. Ah, okay. <laughs> All right. Um. Okay, so when, when people are looking for, um, for getting uh, any masonry work done, whether it be, you know, decorative or, or actual structural 
kind of stuff. Um, are there are there differences between masons? Are there different um, trade uh, specifications or qualifications you have to have or accreditations that that you could get to to say, hey, you know, I'm a I'm a certified uh, you know mason or I'm an expert or I'm a master mason or. All right. You know, what would people need to look out for? As far as the accreditations, there isn't that many that I can think of. I, I work for uh, Local 3 out of Boston. Uh, so we have a apprenticeship program and a journeyman program. So that's our only accreditation is that I can say I'm a journeyman uh, out of the, the bricklayers and allied craft workers. Uh, but as far as licensing is concerned, you know, as far as I know, I, I can't think of one. You you definitely don't want to, when you hire a mason to do any work in your residence, you want to make sure that they have, I would say, my opinion, minimum three years of masonry experience. And and the reason I say that, because, you know, it is a, you know, it is a trade, it is a skill that takes time to develop. And I'm, I've been in for 15 years and I, and I learned new, new things all the, you know, like all the time still, you know, um, so definitely stay away from, you know, uh, bricklayers that say they've been in, you know, like, you know, less than a year. I wouldn't, you know, because their familiarity um, might not be there. I mean, they could be, you know, the, the next artist, but you just can't really tell. A, a proud mason will usually have pictures of his work. And, and that's sometimes when you can tell if they take pride in their work or if, it, or if they're just some um, George Moe. Uh, with a trowel in his hand, pretending to be a mason. Okay, all right. So, so basically, if people are looking for a mason, they want to look for at least three years worth of uh, work. Um, they're looking out for seeing pictures of their work, and uh, and I guess as with most uh, trades, they're looking for uh, reviews, referrals, testimonials, something like that that they can kind of count on to to basically say, hey, yeah, you 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 can do good work, and you, you know, we trust you, and that kind of stuff, right? Yes. So, okay. No, that's. Um, that's good. Uh, would there be anything special out there that we haven't covered that, that you think would be important for a homeowner to, to know? I uh, know that pretty sums, sums it up. Okay. So I guess other than, than the salt that you've mentioned, are there any, um, any products that you would recommend that someone would use for maintaining or keeping their brickwork uh, or their masonry work good or to completely avoid? They do make sealers, um, you know, it's just a liquid that you can apply. It's a clear liquid you can apply to any masonry and it basically seals it. But over time, it will wear away. Um, if somebody's having, per se, uh, papers done, you know, for, for the patio or the walkway, there's this great product called, here it's called gator sand. Okay. So basically it is, you know, just the sand. Um, you, you, you know, you apply it in between the uh, joints of the pavers that are on the ground, and then you sprinkle a little bit of water. Once that sand hardens, it seals up all the uh, joints. So no water can you really get in between the uh, pavers, and it, it would also eliminate any, any weeds that grow out. Okay. Yeah. So that's good. So that, that helps um, protect it, I guess, a little bit against freezing as well, if the water's not getting into the gaps, right? And stuff like that yeah. in the winter. Yes. Okay. And, and yeah, certainly no one likes pulling out little weeds after a while, but. Right. Because they can loosen up. Okay. Well, that's, um, that's wonderful. 
All right. Well, thank you very much, Ebel, uh, for uh, spending the time with us today on the Homeowner Resource. And um, we'll wish you all the best with your masonry work and we'll perhaps chat again. Thank you. It was my pleasure. Thank you.